Alright, so right off the bat, I just want to quickly apologize for missing two weeks, two straight weeks of episodes with the Jazz Talk podcast. Um, you know, with this, with the virus that's going on and the quarantining and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, life's been a little crazy and my job is not one of the jobs that got shut down during all this um we actually went down to running half as many people as we normally would and you know so I'm one of those people that is with that group and so I've been basically doing double work but that you know that's not an excuse I'm sorry again I apologize for not getting episodes out and we're gonna get back to doing it on a weekly basis um you know, there's, we're not going to be talking about the normal stuff that we usually would on this show, um, with the NBA being suspended for a little while, um, but we can get into talking about stuff that, you know, like the draft, um, like the off season, um, look at the team more big picture than just game to game like we usually do, and, you know, so that's what we're going to be doing going forward, and hopefully... You know, they can find the vaccine for this or the bell curve starts to go down and we can get back to NBA basketball being played and everybody going back to work and and life going back to normal soon. Um, There is a little bit of good news on this. Um, Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell have both been cleared of of the coronavirus. They've been tested again and are no longer positive for it. so that, you know, it's a good thing. Um, you know, I I don't want to get too much into it on this podcast. I'm actually thinking about starting another podcast that would be more more like a, a newsy talk show type thing, kind of like the Daily Show used to be. Um, and I would cover topics like the the coronavirus on that. Um, but one thing I just wanted to say is, you know. I was never worried about Rudy and Donovan. Um, you know, they're they're in their mid twenties. They're genetic freaks because they're able to play basketball the way they do, keep themselves in great shape, have great diets, all that. I was not worried about them, um, but it is good that they no longer have the virus and that they're not going to be passing it along to other people and continuing to raise the numbers up. Um, because right now we're getting closer to the actual peak of this thing and you know the less people that can spread it you know the better but anyway back into more uh jazz news um donovan mitchell uh is going to be signing a new five-year max extension with the jazz um I gotta tell you, to be honest with you, like, I wasn't super excited about this when I read it, mostly because it's more just like a, a, you know, duh, like, (laughs) why wouldn't he, um, if he didn't sign this extension, he would go into next year, being his last year on his contract, and then, I don't know, sign a qualifying offer for like five million a year, 
Instead, he's signing a max extension that's going to be something like five years and on average $30 million a year. So it wouldn't make sense for him to not sign this extension. But it is it's good news for the Jazz. It is. Um, you know, now, including this next season, Donovan's going to be in Utah for, well, under contract. I mean, who knows what's going to happen going forward as far as trades or anything like that goes. But he's going to be under contract for the next six years. Um, and hopefully, you know, he stays around and both Rudy and Donovan can retire as members of the Jazz. Which is the other thing I wanted to get into is Rudy, uh, the contract he's on right now, next season is the last year that he is under contract and he will need to sign a new extension to be able to stay with the team going forward. Um, And I believe that the Jazz will do basically anything they have to to make sure that he is signed up for the long term and that going forward with Rudy and Donovan, um, hopefully we can bring it, you know, they can bring a, uh, a championship back to, or to Utah for the first time. Um, and so that's kind of why, what I wanted to cover in today's episode is if Rudy and Donovan are here for, um, excluding this year, um, starting next year for the next six years, at least, how do we build around them? Um, how do the Jazz reach um, actually fulfilling the goal of being a championship team? You know, they were so close in the 90s with Carl Malone and John Stockton. They were relatively close in the mid-2000s with Darren Williams, Carlos Boozer, Mehmet Okur. That team, I don't think, had quite enough to actually be a championship contender, but they did make it to the Western Conference Finals. Um... And so looking at this team going forward, um, Donovan is only 20, I think he actually just turned 24. Um, He might still be 23. And Rudy is 27. So most times uh, basketball players uh, prime, like their best years, is somewhere between like 27 and 32 usually. Um, Just because that's when you're still extremely athletic but you've added enough skills to go along with that athleticism to be at your very best um and so in this next contract that rudy signs for most of it he'll be in his prime and donovan has a couple more years of continuing to really get better um, before we see really donovan at his best um and so I think with those two in a couple years, if you have just those two, doesn't matter what you put around them, you're looking at, you know, 47, 48, maybe a 50-win team just with those two, no matter what's around them. So what do we need to? What do the Jazz need to add around those two to get up from the high 40s, 50 wins to get up to being a 65-win team? and a team that is going to challenge anybody when it comes to the uh, when it comes to the playoffs and hopefully bring a championship back to Utah. Um, and so one of the first things I want to talk about is what do you put next to, to Donovan? What's going to work there? 
Um, you know, they've tried, they tried Ricky Rubio, which when they brought in Ricky Rubio, the original thought was putting him next to Gordon Hayward. And they were excited about drafting this young kid, Donovan Mitchell. They had no idea how good he was going to be or how quickly he was going to be as good as he is. Um, now that, that pairing worked, um, pretty well because Ricky could facilitate and is a really good defender, has a lot of size, and it took a lot of the defensive pressure off of Donovan. However, Ricky is not a great offensive player, um, has a really hard time hitting threes, um, and just being a scorer in general. So now, this last offseason, the Jazz decided to move on from, from Rubio and made a trade to get Mike Conley. Now, Conley struggled at the beginning of the year, um, but since the All-Star break around that time, um, and it, a bit before that, too, he's looked, he, look, he was looking really good, um, averaging 17 points, um, I think six assists, four rebounds, uh, his shooting was coming up, and he was looking like a good fit. The problem I see with with Mike and Donovan is that's a really small backcourt. Um, Donovan is six one. Mike is six foot. Uh, Donovan does have a six ten wingspan, which helps. But you know when you're going up against a backcourt that has a six four point guard, point guard and a six seven six eight shooting guard, you're at an extreme disadvantage. And that is where I think that the Jazz need to, to tweak a little bit. I mean, maybe Mike Conley is the answer going forward, but he is also 32 years old, and it's going to start falling off just because that's what basketball players do. You can, only, you can only hold on to your level of athleticism for so long. And so I came up with a list of, uh, of a few guys that I think would be a good companion to Donovan Mitchell. Um, I think the absolute perfect ones would be Clay Thompson or Chris Middleton. Um, but I just really see absolutely no way of getting either of those two. Um, so we're going to be looking at guys that are at a lower tier than them, but still could be, you know, fringe all-star type players and really helped uh, Donovan push the Jazz into being a championship contender team. Um, like I said, Mike Conley might be the answer. Who knows? Um, he Again, he's looked really good since February, since the beginning of February. Um, the, the, uh, the guy that I see out there that would be, that'd be really great would be Marcus Smart of the Boston Celtics. Marcus is 6'3", probably close to 230 now. Is extremely strong, athletic, a great defender. Um, and has gotten to the point where he can knock down the three at a efficient enough level to not be a liability on the offensive end. Now, the Celtics really value Marcus Smart, and they should. He's a great player. Um, and so he would be a tougher one to get, um, but I think he is a lot more uh, gettable than Clay Thompson or Chris Middleton would be. Um, another guy would be Evan Fournier of the Orlando Magic. 
Um, Fournier has a player option this offseason. Um, if he picks up, the Jazz could trade for him. If he decides to um, to not take it and become a free agent, the Jazz could clear enough room to bring him on in. Um, Fournier is 6'7", a little over 200 pounds. He's, he's long. He does enough on defense to not get killed, but... You would not want him on your best, on the best perimeter player of the other team. Um, but he is a very good offensive player. He's a good three-point shooter. He's good from the mid-range. He's good at getting into the basket, hitting free throws. Um, plus, you know, he's played on the the French national team with Rudy Gobert. They have a really good friendship, and I think he could be a really good fit next to Donovan. And compared to uh, Mike Conley, it would put another seven inches on the floor compared to to Mike. Um, you know, like I said, 48 is six seven. Mike is six foot, and so that would help a lot on the defensive end. Um, you know, and that's something that the Jazz have struggled with a little bit this year is with Jay Crowder, Derek Favors, and like Taba Cephalosha no longer being on the team. They no longer are able to spread out their arms and completely take away passing lanes like they used to be able to. And I think getting back to having a little bit more size would be um, would be a good thing for the Jazz going forward and would help, um, help on the defensive end to where they aren't completely reliant on Rudy stopping everything at the rim anymore. Um... Another player that could fit is uh, Spencer Dinwiddie of the Brooklyn Nets. Um, I think Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant and DeAndre Jordan have caused a lot of trouble in the Nets locker room. And maybe Spencer Dinwiddie decides he wants out. Um, If this team ends up not being very good because of how selfish Kyrie Irving is with the ball and there becomes a rift between him and and Durant. Maybe Spencer Dinwiddie decides that he wants out of there. And I think he'd be a good fit for the Jazz. You know, he's a six foot six combo guard, usually plays the point guard, um, which would help take away the uh, ball handling duties from Donovan every now and then. Um, you want the ball in Donovan's hand a lot, um, but he's not good enough yet at the different point guard skills to be given the the responsibility of point guard every single play. Um, But the big thing is Spencer Dinwiddie was instrumental in bringing in Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and I don't know how willing the Nets would be to let him go um, if, you know, letting him go, trading him away would, uh, would anger Irving and Durant to the point to where they wanted out as well. Um, so those are, that's kind of the, <clears throat> the model of what I'm looking for for putting next to Donovan is more defensive help, more length, um, with also the ability to handle the ball every now and then just to, to help take that responsibility off of Donovan. Um, that actually took a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um, so we'll really quickly go over 
what you want to put next to Rudy as the power forward. Um, having Boyan Bogdanovich has worked really well, actually. Having him being able to space the floor. But the thing with Boyan is you can play him at the, the shooting guard or the small forward also. And that's what I would do. I'd pl- probably play him at the small forward. And I'd be looking for a power forward to play next to Rudy. Now, him and Derek Favors worked really well, especially defensively. But the offense really struggled when those two were on the floor together. Because they weren't able to space the floor the way they they wanted to be able to. Um, And so, next to Rudy, I would be looking for a little bit more help defensively. But also somebody that can hit threes and is okay with standing in the corner on the offensive end and just waiting for wide open corner threes. Um, so the, uh, the guys that I would be looking, uh, towards with this is Robert Covington, which he's played really well at the Rockets, but if the Rockets get beat in the first round of the playoffs this year, I think the Rockets would be very willing to move on from basically everybody on the roster, even James Harden, and just try again with a different GM and a different head coach, or maybe keep the GM, fire the coach, which, whatever. Um, And so I think Robert Covington could be a gettable guy, and he's a very good help defender. Not great one-on-one, but there's not enough great power forwards in the league to be worried about that. Um, But he could really be a great help defender. Um, And that's what he's done with the Rockets. He's really helped their defense by being able to slip off of his guy at the right time and help uh, the main defender while also not leaving his guy wide open for a three. Um, Another guy would be Thaddeus Young. And I think Thaddeus Young could definitely be a guy that the Jazz could get because he just hasn't fit too well with the Bulls. They haven't been playing him a ton. If Laurie Markkinen and Wendell Carter Jr. have been healthy, he just has not given getting minutes. And so I think he could be a good fit next to Rudy. Um, you know, obviously the perfect fit would be guys like Giannis and Anthony Davis. But I'm again, I'm looking at guys that could actually be gotten by the Jazz. Um, and so those two immediately come to mind. Um, there's a few others, but I don't want this episode to go t- on too long. And you know, we'll we have a lot to cover while while the NBA is in hiatus right now. There's a lot of other stuff we can cover with the Jazz, and we can get deeper on into this. We'll cover a lot of stuff as far as the draft goes and impending free agency goes. Um, But, you know, we'll go ahead and end this episode. You can follow this uh, podcast on Instagram at WasatchBasketballPod. Or you can email me at WasatchBasketballPod at gmail.com. Love to hear from you. And go Jazz!